0: Hi, everyone. This is Diva from Bloodhunter, and you're listening to
1: The Metal Pit Podcast. Welcome to The Metal Pit Podcast, where we delve deep into the albums and bands that shaped metal. Please visit our website, the metal Pit at www.themetalpit.org, where you can find album reviews, interviews, and live show reviews. Also, follow us on Facebook and Instagram, at The Metal Pit. And for some video interviews, video shorts, and audio versions of this podcast, please visit our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com, at The Metal Pit, 666. And if you have any comments, suggestions, questions, complaints, whatever, email us at info at the metal pit dot org. Yes. Okay. So my guests today are two of my contributors to The Metal Pit website. I have Jim. How are you doing, Jim? I'm great.
2: It's great to be here again. I love oh, talking metal, especially, you know, this close to Christmas, couldn't pick a better album and band to discuss. This is
1: awesome. And Stacia is here also. How are you, Stacia?
0: Oh, good. I mean, I assumed talking about Venom was just my Christmas present from everybody.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's my Christmas bonus to you, Stacia.
0: Perfect. I love it.
1: <laughs> okay, so she just let the cat out of the bag, so to speak, since I'm seeing her petting her cat right now. But anyway, um, <laughs> So yes, we're going to talk about Venom, but first I'm going to just say this is our last episode before Christmas, and I know for so many people, Christmas isn't a happy time of the year, maybe because, you know, family or friends are passed on, or because their Visa bills get up too high, or their MasterCard bills, whatever you want to call it, get up too high at Christmas, buying gifts for their boss, that's me, but anyway, we won't get into that. Um <laughs> And I know, or if you're like Jim and Stacia, you're probably on the naughty list, and you know Santa's not coming to their house, so that's probably... <laughs> so so for people like that, I thought, what better album to talk about right before Christmas than Welcome to Hell from Venom, as I think it seems perfectly fitting to talk about Venom before Christmas.
2: <laughs> Agreed. Same here. This is great.
1: Now, as it works out, this is our third straight album what, that came out in 1981. As two episodes ago, we did. What did we do? We did Iron Maiden killers, and then last week it was Ozzy's Diary of a Madman, and now we have Venom's debut album, Welcome to Hell. <clears throat> Let's see, all three was of a us.
0: Solid
1: year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all, all. Yes, it was a good year. Now, all three of us are Venom fans. Maybe the only three writers for the Metal Pit that are. I'm not really sure. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> uh, now, we did a previous episode on Venom's second album, Black Metal, and me and Stacia were on that alone, just the two of us. So if you don't know who Venom is and you want a bio on Venom, go back and listen to that ap- episode because I don't want us to repeat ourselves too much if we can. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was the
0: first podcast uh, I ever did, actually, was, was that it?
1: one. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. it was because oh, yes. I was
0: uh, pretty new and you were talking about doing um a Venom podcast and I, I think I said something like I will harm people if you don't let me on that one <laughs> and you were like okay
1: and for anybody new that might be to us of course there is a video on our YouTube channel from Stasia about 10 was it interesting uh, facts it, about Venom it, it,
0: it was supposed to be, and then it became it 20, 20 facts oh, it that 20. you okay. know about Venom.
1: <laughs> that was a while ago, so I forget the number there. So, yeah, so make sure you check that out if you haven't checked that out yet. Now, you know, I
0: actually re-watched it before this because um, – not to like drink my own bath water but it is a really good uh like history of venom and like cool facts about venom and it did talk a lot about uh like how they came to be uh and became a band so i was like i'm just going to rewatch that before this as a refresher
1: i probably should have did that too
0: <laughs> oh it's okay it's all it, it's all up here i got it
1: okay <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so so me and stage have already kind of talked about when we first heard venom so let's ask jim when did you first hear venom
2: oh god i mean i when this album came out i was 10 so <laughs> you know i was just uh just a wee one i guess you could say but i think my first album i got would have been probably at war with satan uh because i got it because it was just i mean they were showing I think the only video, they weren't showing very many videos. I think they had some live portions of stuff that you'd see on much music and they barely played it. But, I mean, I love the cover for At War With Satan. I mean, it was a wicked album. You know, the upside down cross, the imagery pissed my parents off. And that's, you know, <laughs> that's what it was all about, was just uh, total rebellion. And I know I got possessed after that and then I went back and got the two like legendary albums including this one which you know is the start of everything in in my in my mind so uh but no yeah as soon as you got to see you know Kronos on a live video (laughs) just singing into that mic and oh man you knew this was something special and uh I brought that to school I think I had it on cassette and all my friends I think they just loved it and we loved um We just scared people with it. It was awesome.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Jim, I don't want to derail us too much, but what did you think of Possessed?
2: I kind of liked it. I mean, I I love the freaky album cover, and I believe you might have had the fact on there that I think those were somebody's kids on there from, I think, the producer or even possibly a band member or something. I can't remember. It's
0: it's funny because uh, nobody is very fussed about that album kind of including venom but i think right. it's because that was around the time that uh the internal relationship started to fall apart yeah. um and uh whenever like chronos or mantis or abaddon talk about it all they seem to talk about is how much they fought while recording it and they never talk about the album um so i just feel like everybody hates it and i actually i don't mind it in fact power drive is one of my favorite venom songs oh, so cool. i there's uh I never hear people talk about it so when you're like oh well that was the second one I got I was like whoa
2: (laughs) yeah no I like it I like it and I like yeah I I could see that and yes every time I bring it up on like online or something when people ask I'll say oh no it's I like that album it's pretty cool a lot of people are like uh it's not that great but I I do like it I think it's uh satanic Christ is a great song off of that oh yeah yeah, yeah, and I, it just, it was a cool, and the cover is so freaky, It just like, I mean, I love the Venom cover art anyways, but that's, it's, it's yeah. always a good one, I like that one.
1: Well, yeah, I'm pretty I mean, sure there's a t- lot of people that would say any Venom album isn't good. yeah
0: well those uh, people are wrong so (laughs) they're allowed to be wrong i guess well i
1: i was looking at some trying to find some some reviews of this album i found somebody's and they gave it like 18 percent, i guess out of 100 i guess is what that meant but god but they they called them black metal like they said they're a black metal band from england i'm thinking well first of all they're not a black metal band i know they kind of started that term but they're not really a black metal band and so this guy obviously didn't know anything anyway. So I don't even know when this uh, page was written, but I mean, there wasn't any start, place for comments, like or I'm sure like there would have been some comments, comments.
0: like that. <laughs> Just because. But he yeah. said every
1: song sounds the same, and but I'm thinking, no. but every every metal band that somebody doesn't like, like I, there's metal bands I don't like, and I would say that too. I would say, well, every song sounds the same, because if you don't like it, that's what it is. You, <laughs> but, but if you like it, then you can, the can tell the difference. <laughs>
0: That's like, I think all jazz sounds the same
1: Yeah. it's all yeah. terrible.
0: It's the yes, same and thing every, and it's awful.
1: Everything. Like cla- if you have a classical album, well, sure, every song sounds the same. I mean, there's different things in it, but <laughs> yeah. it's still, if you don't like classical, you're going to say it all sounds the same.
2: Yeah. And I'm sorry. The empty headed top 40 crap all sounds the same. Give me a break. A hundred percent. Yeah. <100%. laughs>
0: Whenever you so, don't like something, it's just like, ah, oh, this is the same noise I keep hearing.
2: <laughs> like, if, like you listen to Taylor Swift, I find that more offensive than this. I'm sorry.
0: That's that's a very yeah. That's definitely true. I'm gonna I'm gonna sign on to that for sure. As uh, so, I I mostly I have a lot of 20 year olds that work for me, so I hear a lot of Taylor Swift in my in my day to day, and it's it's really painful. Yes.
1: Well, do you, don't you don't you put some Taylor Swift on your cookies?
0: No, never. And uh, (laughs) she's not allowed on hooligan radio either, but like people find a way like the kitchen staff will throw her on. I think they do it to, to incense me now.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, well that's fun. (laughs) Okay. So this album debut album came out in December, 1981. I don't know if they did top albums of the year and back in 1981 or not. So that might've hurt their chances releasing it so late in the year. And it came out on Neat Records, which is also where Kronos worked for Neat Records. Isn't that correct? Do I got the right name?
0: Yep. You nailed okay. it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sorry, I'm looking at so much stuff. Okay, so now, of course, uh, these first, well, maybe every Venom album, I don't know, I'm probably the later ones, but the sound is never too polished or produced. It always sounds like they recorded it in a church or in a church basement or whatever. But of course, this album and probably the Black Metal album, maybe more so, I don't know, or the first few albums you know, inspired a lot of, well, it created, as I just said previously, the black metal term. And even though I don't really think Venom is black metal, and I think you wouldn't say, nobody would say they're black metal. Are they? Stacia, you wouldn't say that, would you?
0: Well, I think they started black metal because they did. So I don't think they, you wouldn't lump them in with what black metal became, but they're black metal insofar as they became black metal but they they're an interesting band because a lot of people so i actually um i'm on a few uh like reddit threads um about venom and one is just what genre is venom because there there's so many elements to them because venom started off as a band that wanted to sound like if black sabbath weren't christian and were faster like motorhead but with a guitarist that wanted to sound like kk downing but with a right. former singer that worshiped alice cooper and then so you have this uh, mishmash of those four random elements um but that kind of together was what they were like black metal um and every black metal band after that was venom inspired i don't know if you've ever seen the movie my big fat greek wedding where the dad is always like if you give me any word i'll tell you where it came from in greece i will tell if you give me any metal band i'll tell you how they were inspired by venom <laughs> so uh every like like Bathory, sodom dark throne like there's so many bands that just they, they pulled elements that like probably like people like us who aren't like intense black metal musicians maybe you wouldn't pick up on um so like yeah if, if you were gonna if someone was like what's black metal sound like i wouldn't necessarily show them venom um, yeah. but that element is definitely in there
1: yes and they also influence photo element like you just like thrash and speed and you know you oh yeah i mean I, if it weren't like for metallica. venom there
0: wouldn't there wouldn't be metallica or slayer like metallica yeah. and slayer yeah. worshipped venom rightfully so
1: Yes, and I do know the black metal band Mayhem did borrow their name from the, one of the songs on here. Well, the instrumental, Mayhem with Mercy.
0: Mayhem with Mercy. Yep. Yeah. And then, of course, and, the and German trash
1: metal band Sodom took their name. Well, I, guess, I I mean, they could have took it from the Bible, too, I guess. But
0: Oh, they took it. Sodom totally took <laughs> it from yeah. this album. I, I even verified it before <laughs> okay. the podcast. I love Sodom, yep. by the way.
1: <laughs> okay. Absolutely same here.
0: Sodom. Oh, love yeah. It. Oh, of course. Jim, I swear you and I have the same taste.
2: <laughs> we do.
0: We really
2: now do. of
1: course they they took a long time to record this album it took them 3 days like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> which which is funny uh, it's it's funny <laughs> that uh a band can record an album in 3 days and now it takes like 5 years before you get a new album from somebody but anyway
2: <laughs> Guns Roses remember that took like 10 years <laughs>
1: um okay uh so yeah so oh i already i got that written twice okay so the band here we got uh Oh, do i gotta say these names okay the real names i'm just gonna say their uh nicknames i guess is that what you call it i don't know we got chronos yeah, on I bass and vocals want. mantis on uh guitars and abaddon bad on drums uh. and he also did the artwork for this album which is you know a pentagram with uh goat is that a goat yeah in there <laughs> yeah um i think that's all i had to say before we get to talking about the album i think we'll just get right into the songs now i will say the lyrics of venom are usually either about satan or sex i think that's pretty much sums it up more or less
2: <laughs> Yep. <laughs>
1: and the first one kind of gives it away is it's called sons of satan so we'll let uh let's let jim go first on sons of satan oh this
2: is i mean this is a wicked song to start off the album it's awesome you got those those pounding drums it's kind of got an industrial guitar sound to it which is so cool i mean the lyrics are great um you know It's just, I mean, the lyrics on all of every song on this album are phenomenal. And it's exactly any rebelling teenager or anybody rebelling, especially, you know, you picture when this came out, this came out in 1981. And these guys were the first, first ones through the wall usually gets the bloodiest. So and they definitely did. I mean, they, 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 they took this to a new level. And, you know, I mean, you guys were talking earlier about, it being sort of the birth of black metal. Absolutely. And I mean, there's so many songs on here that are evidence of that. Um, I also get a really big motorhead vibe out of the whole album as well, too. Uh, Just a hell of a lot more darker and, and, but heavy in a different way. So, but this song is wicked. And uh, I mean, you know, it, it uh, I'm going to let Stacia take over on this one, but this is uh, a great song on the album.
0: Oh, first of all, Jim, when you said I got a real Motorhead vibe from this album, I <laughs> oh, yeah. nodded so hard I hurt my neck. <laughs> 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 um, I, I have so much to say about that, too. Like, that's that's like a theme that just keeps coming up with me with this. But uh, Sons of Satan, it's it's funny to me because uh, I like to think about, you know, if you got this um like let's say you get this tape um I was born in the 80s so for me everything is a tape um and like you get this tape and you turn it on and you're like this is the first time I'm ever gonna hear this band um Mm -hmm. and like this is the first song so uh listening to it like for the podcast I was like now imagine if this was like my first impression of all time um and I I do think maybe the choice to have this as the first track was an interesting one um but it does i like how it starts with no build there's no intro there's no like soft build up it just like bam opens and i i like that about venom um and it's it's good because it's got you know i mean this album is uh and as you know jim said it's like or as blake said it's like all um like Lo-fi production quality, like as right. as you go through, which is which is great. Um, I think uh Mantis's choice to have that kind of like groovy psychedelic guitar solo in there was was interesting. But again, you've got a guitarist who's a little bit older. Um, like these guys were so young. Kronos was 18, Mantis was 20, Abaddon was 21 um like those are children um but you know you've got someone who's just who absolutely worships Judas priest but it's like i really want to throw this like crazy psychedelic solo in there um so it it really is it's a it's a great opener it's not my favorite song on the album but uh i i really do like that it's a a punch to the face as soon as you turn it on
1: yeah yes i was also going to say that it's they just came out like already going 100% or whatever yeah. there was no slow <laughs> there was no slow intro or anything it is kind of odd maybe that why didn't they start the album with welcome to hell i'm not sure what why they would do that but Back then, it probably nef- wasn't necessarily a thing that everybody did. I think more or less now, they do. If they have a song named after the album, they usually start the album with that. But I guess, well, even the number, the number of the beast was like song five on that one, actually. But whatever. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I love the song too. And uh, But I'm not going to say anything else about it. Welcome to Hell is the next one. And I will let Stacia talk about Welcome to Hell.
0: Um, oh, I like, lo- well... <laughs> I will say like this is probably what I would have opened the album with if it were uh, me doing it but um, I love it I think this is amazing lyrically now yeah the lyrics in this album um, or Venom in general because Kronos loves to write these like long intense drawn out story style lyrics and I actually love it you are totally nail in the head that it is satan or sex for sure um but you know what's wrong with that um but uh everything i love the guitar in this um it's uh see this to me would be like the perfect introduction to uh to what venom is um now my favorite part about this song is what i call the washing machine part have you guys ever like done laundry and had um like an off-balance load and it just like (laughs) whips really aggressively and the washing machine has this like really fast insane like death rattle um (laughs) there's a there's a part in this song (laughs) that's exactly like that it sounds like the washing machine is going on in the background it's like two-thirds of the way through when it just like really 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 picks up um so listen to it again and just think about the unbalanced load and that is my favorite part
1: well it's probably the washing machine in the basement of the church somebody's probably doing some uh, <laughs> nuns clothing or something
2: <laughs> good I'm so glad they were
1: <laughs> Jim what do you think of welcome to hell the song
2: like there's I couldn't pick like I've got favorite like I actually listed a whole bunch here is like 1a through f <laughs> so like because they're that good so this this one's one of my favorites. I mean, I and I agree with Station. This would be the the song that you would bring a new person in to listen to Venom for the first time. I mean, you know, you've got that that really cool intro. The vocals are amazing and it's got such a groovy sound to it. And the chorus is actually catchy. This, mm-hmm. in my mind, could be you know, friendly to some degree. I mean, probably not necessarily, <laughs> but it it, it it it's such a cool song. And I, I think it's kind of, it's It's kind of the most commercially song on the album, and I really, really like yes. it's the reading of the prayer and it's really cool. And I mean, yeah, the, the vocals are awesome or sorry, the lyrics are awesome on it. And I love, you know, I rebought the these albums remastered, which I only have a couple I only have this one possessed and I think um, uh, I've wore it with Safe on Cassette. So I've rebought these and they're remastered which kind of sucks and I know me and Stacia talked about it before that it would be cool for it to come with two discs and it one disc be the original original one like the analog just the way it was released on cassette or album back in the day and then the new remastered one because I you know it is cleaned up a little bit but I still I like that really really gritty sound to it and I like the low budget sound it makes it that much better and uh no this is one of my favorites on the album a wicked song Mm -hmm.
1: i would say yeah this is probably probably well this is my one a or one b or one c or whatever (laughs) but (laughs) on the album too uh And I like the spoken female part in the middle that's reading an excerpt from Psalm 23 while the song kind of still keeps playing in the background and Kronos is still singing in the background too. It's kind of funny actually (laughs) with the voice going over. Well, when you're you're listening
0: to it again, the washing machine part comes right after she's done uh, her (laughs) little prayer.
1: (laughs) But yes, I I love the riffs at the start of this one too. And yes, I I think it would have been a great, I mean, the Sons of Satan is also a good opener, but I think it would have been even a better opener to the album. And yes, it is a good introduction to Venom. Now, I believe uh, Black Metal was the first Venom I heard that album. I think I heard that one first and then went back and got Welcome to Hell. But it was many years ago and it's kind of hard to remember. But anyway, then we get to song three, which is either called Schizoid or Schizoid, depending on where you look. But on the album, it just says Skizzoi. Skizzoi.
2: <laughs> Sorry.
1: Number three, track number three. Okay. <laughs> Jim, what do you think of track number three?
2: <laughs> oh, this is my one of the ones on it. Another one of my top songs. I mean, this has got such a cool Motorhead vibe to it. I mean, you could really tell that these some of these songs are just so, I mean, you know, it just, they're so cool and they so sound sounds so awesome and I mean uh it it, it, you know other than the again the darker ambiance it probably could have made a really cool motorhead song um you know the guitar solo is awesome in it and Mm. I love the uh you know the chanting in it as well sort of the chorusy chanting um you know that's pretty cool it's a great song so this would be in my top ones as well another another great song so I, I love it absolutely
1: and stacia sorry excuse me stacia
0: oh yeah definitely definitely another favorite of mine for sure it's like yeah the like one b i guess um this is also maybe the one of the coolest things i can play on guitar so (laughs) i really like it Uh, i i can play like half of this album um i love the lyrics in this um there's you know the part um where it kind of like slows down and uh Kronos is just like that creeping and searching. And then uh, at the end of it, it's just like, dun, 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 dun. He's got you in his eye. And then the solo comes in. I yeah. cannot, for the life of me, if you gave me a million dollars, not air guitar to that part. <laughs> I have been like working in my kitchen on the line in a busy night and dropped what I was doing. Like someone had to wait an extra 45 seconds for their rap because I was like, I have to air guitar to this you can't not it's amazing and it is it's so darkened motorhead i always say like i have motorhead to thank for every band i truly love and yeah. and this is entirely chronos because chronos was the one who came in and was like we we need to sound more like motorhead like it needs to like i like black sabbath but i want it to be really fast right. so yeah that that uh motorhead element. and it's so strong in this album
2: and you know what Stacia? i think it goes hand in hand like you you know you're a huge motorhead fan huge venom fan and when i was really starting to research this I was like oh, cow man I didn't realize how closely related to Motorhead it is and but oh, it's yeah. just I mean it's so it's so cool first thing I picked up on as soon as I was re-listening to it over the weekend and I just I, I mean it's awesome so
0: I love you know. I love that you hear it so strongly too there's one oh, yeah. song in particular that I hear I, I actually have in my notes I'm excited to get to it when I'm like <laughs> I swear this song is just like a Motorhead song to me but you're right the, the whole album is so yeah like dark motorhead which like is why venom is the best band (laughs) because that's like (laughs) i love motorhead so much but then i like that it's like shittier and grittier and heavier yeah oh venom's the best
1: (laughs) (laughs) well this song i guess isn't is i guess it's about a serial killer more or less and because it it's like a serial killer that uh i was reading this earlier now I, I didn't make a note of it but you know the next day he goes out and sees all the headless bodies are on the ground i guess that he killed and he just sits there and smiles <laughs> and then he takes them home and loves them reads the bible to them and be sure to kiss each one good night that's pretty sweet isn't it i think i don't know
0: so well, loving
2: he's <laughs> <laughs> got a large freezer
0: he's <laughs> got a chest freezer
1: but I guess Satan could have made him uh, kill the people. So maybe that's still related to Satan. I don't know. There's not much. Uh, whatever. Okay. Then we go to track four, which is just an instrumental, just like a one-minute instrumental, Mayhem with Mercy. And okay, we don't want to say a lot about this, but uh, Stacia, you want to say anything about the short instrumental?
0: Well, so I will say that- <laughs> I I do this every time, but like I technically could do maybe without this. I I respect it a lot as an artistic choice, um, and I I know that these guys like they do like to slow things down because they talk about buried alive a lot as like you know people like the like slower stuff, um, and I think they sort of you know wanted to show off their chops a little bit, show that they weren't just one thing, uh, maybe. Mantis wanted to show off that he could actually play guitar, maybe. And this is just a theory. And it was only in my head because uh, the three of us were just talking about this. Um, They were inspired by Iron Maiden, because Iron Maiden always threw an instrumental on there. And this was the exact, like, neat records. In spite of Kronos, you know, always asking to sign metal bands, Neat Records only started when uh, Running Free came out. So that was when the owner of the label was like, oh, shit, I guess metal isn't dead. And that was all thanks to Iron Maiden. So I could see these guys being like, we got to throw a groovy, artistic, um, just instrumental one in there. Um, that said, I don't, I yeah, usually I just skip this one. It's not that it's bad. It's just not for me. <laughs>
1: Well, it probably would have been in a better, a better place at the start of the album, actually.
0: Oh no, to- I love that they they opened well, with, with a. Punch yeah, I know, but I mean, if point. you're gonna
1: throw a one minute, it's just it does seem kind of <laughs> odd to throw a one minute instrumental in there, just you know, to show that, that he can play. Ironic. I guess that's the closest to a ballad is that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Jam, do you have anything else to add about that?
2: Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's the same thing as, as Stacia. It's you know, it's got that ominous ominous sound and it's got a good you know, they get acoustic guitar picking in there. It's it's pretty cool, but yeah, it's kind of weird like to have this on there, but I I think it's you know, they're into they were into Iron Maiden, so you know, I, I, the last album we discussed, you know, had two on there. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's it's probably just what was happening at the time and they just uh you know, hey, why not throw it on there? You know, it doesn't, well, I don't think it takes away from the album in any way.
0: Oh, yeah, I don't think so yeah. either.
1: Well, and if they didn't put this in here, Mayhem might not have become a band. That's true, too. <laughs> they, they might have called themselves solo. something else. They might have <laughs> called themselves Poison for the next song. and Then, then what would have happened to, to hair metal? So, yeah so poison is the next song and the first line of the song is your love is infectious you're rotten to the core and i thought this has got to be about stacia the song
0: it, okay. it definitely is
1: <laughs> well i won't read any of other lyrics though because i don't want to offend you or anything with uh, some of the other lyrics are but so stacia you want to talk about poison
0: okay so song. i <laughs> the song the band it's all great i I love this song. Um, And this just kind of makes me love them as people. Now, this is whatever, not to offend anybody, but like when when people talk about like purity and chastity, I always think they're just liars. I'm like, I don't feel like anybody really likes that. (coughs) So to me, the fact that Venom is like, I'm going to write a love ballad to the town whore is my favorite. (laughs) And it makes me love them so much. It's just an amazing, because again, like the whole like, no, like find yourself a good chase. No, Venom's like, absolutely not. Love the, love the town horror She's amazing. Um, and it's also just such a good song. Um, uh, the lyrics are great. The song is great. It's a drive with the windows down in your car kind of song. Um, yeah. And very motorhead, not the one I had the lyric, like the, the note about, but, uh, yeah, also very, Well, I mean, the last time we did a Motorhead podcast, it was just like, did you know that Lemmy just wrote this about sex?
1: (laughs) And Jim, the song Poison.
2: One of my favorites. This is, I mean, this is a love song about women we love (laughs) and we celebrate. So, I, you know, this is great. And I, I, you know, it's, it's awesome. It's got a wicked solo in it as well, but, you know, one night with you and get get me poisoned, got me poisoned. You know, sitting close up behind me, hand upon my zip, hoping to take it down at me. It's all about the rip. This is awesome stuff. I mean, I, and I agree. I agree with Stacia one hundred percent. It's always about, you know, you need to find that purity and good person. And no, 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 no. This is what it's all about.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no, I yeah. love it.
2: Love it. One of my favorite songs, and probably in my top. Easily my top ten Venom songs for sure. I absolutely love it. So yeah, it's great. Definitely.
1: <laughs> and yes, it's one of my favorite songs on the album too. And I li- I like the solos. Like I know we- Venom's not really known as, I mean we like their music and their guitar whatever playing, <laughs> but a lot of other people are like oh they can't play or whatever. But I mean it's not Randy Rhodes here, but still I think the solos are awesome on this album. The
0: solos oh, are yeah. so good.
1: Yes. Yeah. Then we go to. uh the last song on side one, if we're listening to an album or cassette, <laughs> and that is Live Like an Angel, Die Like a Devil. And I will let Jim go first on this one.
2: Yeah, this is a great song. I mean, uh, it's fast. I mean, they're all fairly fast. Again, <laughs> the drums on it are just amazing. And, uh, you know, it's got a wicked in it as well, too. I really, really that I love that. And I mean, I love when he's uh, growling the ooh, you know, it's awesome. Uh, and I mean it's a great song. I really, really liked it. It's it's a good one for sure. Yeah, love it.
1: Stacia.
0: So, Jim, this is the one where I was like, to me, this is the most like motorhead song. Yeah. But I think it's because it's like a, a fucking like rock and roll banger, just like yeah. the super fast rock and roll song. So I remember just being like, This to me is like the ultimate uh this is where you hear chronos being like, we need to sound uh like motorhead. Um but yeah, that's it's a great one. Another like you know, really loud with the windows down kind of song.
2: Yeah. And I think it shows off the guitar playing like you know, you guys make great points. This whole album's full of really good musicianship. I mean, totally. yeah, you know, like you can, yeah, there was, was not Randy Rhodes. That's true. But this was, I mean, you think of it for this type of music at the time that was pretty much totally underground. I mean, the solos are amazing and the bass sounds good. You know, it was just, it was like totally balls out. And, and I mean, that's what I love about this. It's, there's no, there's no, shit with it it's all just straightforward and it's really really good stuff i think it's chock full of great musicianship and i know a lot of people would be like yeah it's not but it is absolutely well
0: those other people are liars um (laughs) and the thing is too like what you said about the drumming i feel like people don't talk about abaddon like even like if you i swear if you google like anthony bray they're like who (laughs) the internet half the time doesn't even know who you're talking about and i think because he kind of got lost in the divorce between mantis and chronos because you've got now i I absolutely am, like, awestruck by Kronos, but I think Mantis is a truly good person. Um, But, like, those two, you've got... You've still got two big egos uh like battling it out. And it was like mom and dad split up, and you know, the kid went with dad for a while. So like Abaddon was with Mantis for a bit, and then I think Abaddon was like, I just hate everything. So like nobody ever talks about him because now you can still see Venom with Kronos and you can see Venom Inc. with Mantis, but Abaddon just like disappeared and is with no one. Uh so nobody ever talks about it. But like, yeah, you listen to this and you're like, man, like the drums are so good um and this at this time there was uh rumors going around it was more around the the black metal era but there were rumors going around that uh venom didn't actually know how to play music none of them Mm -hmm. knew how to play instruments but that rumor was actually started by them because they thought (laughs) it was funny they were so sick of answering interview questions that they just started making shit up but that one actually stuck and people were like oh those people don't even like they just like smack guitars against the wall and like just record whatever comes out and i'm like you know listen to the damn songs like they're actually yeah. really good like these people are great at what they do
1: i think the sound quality is leading some people to say you know to criticize their plan too or something like because it's not all polished and produced it's not, but it's
0: not polished that is what yeah, i like but... about it but yeah, yeah. it's very yeah. it's a very gritty lo-fi production for sure
1: Okay, then we go to side two, and we start off with, wit- with uh, Whiplash" by Metallica. What's? Oh no, it's Witching Hour. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna let Stacia explain what I just said there.
0: So, okay, when um, <laughs> so around the time uh, that Venom was taking off, which was right after this album, um, they were touring, and someone who dealt in bootlegs sent. Uh, sent them this tape and they were like hey like i Kronos, i really feel like you should see these kids and he sent him a bunch of children uh all in venom shirts <laughs> and uh playing a bunch of songs and Kronos was like what the hell and he was like he heard one of their songs and was like that's my song that is literally witching hour and the song is whiplash and the band was metallica so Kronos. Uh, Was like, well, I mean, if they're going to be a Venom worship band, we should probably bring them on tour with us. Um, And that is uh, that was Metallica's uh, first album tour was uh, was with Venom. And it's actually if you ever see me do um, like if anybody's ever seen any of the videos I do for Metal Pit, that poster is what's like hanging behind me is the tour from that. Because uh, I love Venom, obviously they're my favorite band. If that hasn't been a dead giveaway, uh, but I also love Metallica, so it's just a great tour poster. Um, but I mean, I I can I love this song. I can totally see why Metallica stole it. Yeah,
1: is that the poster from the Ride the Lightning box set, or because I have no,
0: no, no, Ride the no. Lightning didn't exist yet. This was from no. Kill Em All.
1: Okay, so well, see, not- I have the Ride the Lightning Bark set, and it came with a poster with Metallica and Venom on the same poster, so I didn't know if that was the poster you had or not, so it must have so, been, um, I'd have to go look it up to see what it says again.
0: It's, like, a big Venom poster, so uh, Metallica is, like, a footnote in it, uh, but it's, like, a huge Venom poster, it's got, like, the black metal uh, logo on it, and in the to- the corner, it just says, featuring guests,
2: Metallica, kill them oh, all. Okay.
1: <laughs> and jim what do you think of witching hour
2: oh yeah i mean stacia said it all i mean but stacia sent me a picture from her venom big book of venom of metallica (laughs) with that was so cool and you're right so she said jim have a look at this and doesn't it look like lars and i i can't remember who else is in the picture i think it's james and they look like little brothers of venom because they were so young i mean lars looks like he's he's his late teens probably and just looks like this kind of little metal kid and they're, uh, you know, they're there with their, their idols pretty much. It looks so cool. I mean, that that's awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. But yeah, yeah. The song's wicked. I mean, uh, you know, another fast song. This is like, like just trademark, trademark Venom. And you know, the May- Mayhem put this cover on their Death Crush album. So like, mm-hmm. you know, that was a, that's a massively important, black metal album you yeah. know, and and they you know I think there's only six songs or five songs and this is one of the songs on it that they did which was really cool and I mean a legendary album and this is how much they were into Venom so and if you, you see any videos of I've been watching a lot of black metal documentaries and stuff and all of the Norwegian bands seem to worship Venom for sure and this song is like one of the mainstays absolutely
0: and it's funny because uh, I know like we've been talking a lot about the solos and like obviously I love I love the build-up to the solo in schizo that's the one I can't not air guitar but I think this is the best I this is like not (laughs) I just think that this is the best solo in the album that witching hour solo is so just like all the tapping it's amazing
2: oh the ripping guitar on that yeah it just goes and I mean it's again too for anybody who's knocking these guys as musicians need to really just just put their put their preconceived notions aside and listen to yeah. it, just listen to it. And it's, it's really, really, it's really, really cool. I mean, this stuff is awesome and, and, and it's groundbreaking. You've got to think of it. You know, everybody has a hard time. They're thinking it, you know, we're thinking of bands releasing albums now. They're doing it, you know, you can do one on your computer and your iPad. And you can have it totally cleaned up you don't even need band anymore you can just kind of make it this is when it was done on a little tiny system just anywhere and you know for the time that's that's what makes this these albums so special in my mind mm-hmm.
0: yeah absolutely you know? yeah absolutely agreed
1: then we go to oh i'm still waiting for a ballad on this album but anyway <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're gonna get one. So well, then we go to one thousand days in Sodom. Now I know this is from the Bible. I don't. I haven't read my Bible in a while. Okay, I don't have. Any anyway. <laughs> Jim, what do you think of a thousand one thousand days in Sodom?
2: It's another great song. I mean, this is the song that apparently, as you guys brought up, that Sodom took their name from. I mean, that's this is you know, and another legendary German band that you know bands like mayhem worship so you know and they were more i guess you could say at the start of their career a lot more black metal and then kind of turned into more of a like a teutonic german thrash scene later on as they they continued and you know they're still putting out great albums but you know this is another classic it's got a great beat and a great groove and i love kind of the chains that change up in it it's really good and the is awesome and that's what i like like you know we talk a lot about a lot of the bands as you know towards i think 1989 or 87 sorry 88 89 they were tuning down like their bass and kind of was on a lot of albums like justice for all for instance you know it wasn't even really couldn't even hear Newstead on that album um you know and and like a lot of bands were, were were focused more on guitar and more so the the singing you know the the uh, the vocals and this you know these guys it sounds like everything has got kind of an equal part that makes up a really good good product and i mean uh, you know it's it's awesome the bass groove at solo it's kind of a solo that leads into a really cool guitar solo but the change up in there is really really good this is a really talented song i, I think
1: and stasia
0: yeah absolutely yeah, honestly so like this this isn't my favorite favorite song on the album um but you're right it it just it changes a lot um and it, it is a very groovy song but uh it starts off a little more um like still like pulverizing but slower but then it, it like yeah. really picks up um like about a minute in um just when you kind of thought you knew the song you were listening to and it is it's a very uh they're they're talented people that wrote this um I, I get why Sodom wanted to to take their name from it um yeah but that that production quality and I mean that's it's so clever um so i don't i don't know if you guys know the story about how this album was recorded but essentially neat records when they finally caved and they were like fine you can record your dumb album with your two stupid (laughs) friends uh if you can be here whenever there's a cancellation no notice whatsoever and they were like okay fine but the person who uh was mixing it had never worked with a metal band before um and the way that he was recording it was very like one string at a time. And anyway, the band wasn't fussed about it and Kronos heard it and hated it because he worked at Neat Records and he was like, this sucks. So he went in one day when the boss wasn't there. It was just the secretary and he was like, hey, uh, the boss told me to like, go upstairs for a little while but he also said that maybe you should go out to lunch l- and have like a longer lunch and she was like, okay. And he snuck up and he had three hours to remix the album himself and then resealed the envelope and then it got sent out. So... <laughs> The record company was fucking livid because when they heard it, it wasn't the album that they had mixed. It was something Kronos, an 18-year-old kid, had done in a three-hour span. And they were like, this album bombs. It is all on you. And like, you, I will make sure that you are never signed ever again to anything. But people loved it. I mean, insofar as you can love a metal band. But like... Yeah. Um, People, people loved it and that but that sound so like the way it's funny because like the way you talk about like the bass too it's like I mean he is the bass player he's definitely not yeah. sure that's, that's very forward um, but it it just makes a very full sound you've only got three people but it, it has yeah. such a full sound to it
1: and then we go to track nine Angel Dust and I guess this song is about well drugs <laughs> <laughs> so it's not about sex or satan so station what about angel dust
0: uh yeah i love it it's, see this is another very motorhead song because it's just like a, a fun fast kind of rock and roll banger uh i love his like shrieky high-pitched vocals when he's like ya <laughs> it just kind of it's a little bit of a Ah, whatever i'm growling the entire time and if i'm not growling i'm yeah. doing some evil laughter so maybe i'll try a few high-pitched notes why not um but i love that it's just like a, a straight-up love song about drugs because like yeah blake you're right it's either it's either satan or sex or so like you know what let's sort of th- throw some drugs in there because why not <laughs> that kind of to me it just makes it a complete metal album like that's the totality you've got the triumvirate of 80s metal all here
1: yes and jim
2: <laughs> yeah i mean the, the, i got written down here the grow on uh, the growling vocals i mean you know i think the guitar on this one sounds really thick it's really cool it's a good like i i find it's just a really great kind of great beat to it it's a good song mm. i mean there i there's no bad songs on this album at all or nothing just maybe the instrumental i probably just zip through but i mean it's only a less around a minute anyways but uh no, this is a great, great track. And again, too, very talented playing. And, you know, you're combing into the end of the album and you still like this album doesn't let up. It just grabs you by the throat and just keeps holding <laughs> holding on. It's it's like that. I mean, and there's no, you know, there's very few albums like that nowadays. And This, this is awesome. I love it. Absolutely love
1: it. So I true. like the line in the song where he says, laughing, crying every night and day. So I guess that's what happens when you are on angel dust. <laughs> <laughs> See, okay, then we go something. to In League with Satan. And this is about a softball oh. league or something. I don't know what this is about. <laughs> but uh, Jim, what do you think of In League with Satan?
2: Okay, I mean, this is legendary song. I mean, come on. this There's, there's just so much. I mean, from the intro on it, it sounds like, you know, it's got that kind of, I mean, they're using that back masking technique with the so it sounds like it's, it's kind of they're moving the album, I think counterclockwise, almost like a kind of a backwards message type deal. But it reminds me of like if it's on the movie Poltergeist when they were trying to talk to Carol Ann through the TV. <laughs> so, you know, it's got that echoey sound, but it's so cool. I mean, it's 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 awesome. The kind of the drum intro, I love the echoey vocals, and I like the fact that they continue almost through the whole song. So, and then it kind of lets up a bit, but it I, I really really like that. And this is, I mean, you know, Stacia's going to talk more on it, but this is the considered the first black metal song. So, with all the satanic, you know, imagery, and uh, you know, they, they were they were creating that image. So, I mean. I you know this is definitely I think where where black metal spawned from and I I don't think that's debatable. You read the lyrics to the song, listen to the song and I mean it, it's just phenomenal and I think that's that's exactly what it is. So no softball team
1: though. <laughs> <laughs> and Stasia
0: this this song is my one A. This is my yeah. number one favorite on this album. Um, it's my number two favorite Venom song overall. Um, and yeah, oh, Jim, the so the intro like that backmasking, yeah. like they loved fucking with sound. Um, you yeah. hear it a lot more in the they get more playful. In black metal, with you know, like the chainsaw and the steel, and like burying that box. But uh, they they still had a ton of fun with this, and you can hear it in this song. And yeah, with the echoey vocals, but that, like, doom doom doom, like in the oh, the drum intro, it's just amazing. This is also the first Venom song I ever learned on guitar because I was like, I, ha- I have to learn this one. Uh, it turns out it's pretty easy, but I was like, I don't even care if it's hard. Like this has to be the one I learn. And this song test this out in the wild i have never shown this to a person who has not liked it um every line cook i've had who says they don't like metal they like this song um my best friend is a horse girl um like her favorite band is u2 i showed her this song and she liked it um (laughs) i had someone who worked in the kitchen who was obsessed with lady (coughs) gaga and drag race uh and even he was like this song quote this song slays so um yes i hire a lot of young people so this song is just one of those songs that you can show to almost anyone and everybody can hear just how good it is whether you like metal or black metal or whatever like people are just like oh no that's a fun great song
1: and have you ever tried playing the song in reverse on a turntable (laughs) i mean (laughs)
0: I, uh, that's just like all vocals for me. <laughs> no, the um, you can there's actually you can look it up because I was uh, listening to uh, Plasmatics the other day uh, and I wanted to hear um, what she's saying at the end of uh, the Damned, and uh, so I googled it and there's like a Wikipedia list actually of like every backmasked song, um, and it's like you can look up what any backmasking is, and I was like, nice. oh, that's neat. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well apparently it's you, if you did it, of course you don't want to wreck your turntable. <laughs> <laughs> or if you have one that'll play reverse, maybe they have those. I don't know. But yeah, he does you do hear Chrono saying Satan raised in hell, I'm gonna burn your soul, crush your bones, I'm gonna make you bleed. You're gonna bleed for me, apparently. Nice. As this it's is one of the I. earliest instances <laughs> of satanic subliminal messages in music. It's not really subliminal because you have to play it it backwards to hear it, right? And
0: Well, that part's subliminal, and then it becomes, like, (laughs) supra-liminal as
2: you go through the song.
1: (laughs) But, yeah, I've never tried it, and I don't really think I want to wreck my needle, so I probably won't be trying it. So then we finish off with Red Light Fever, and we need Stacia to tell us what this song is about.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Why do I always talk about the sex songs? (laughs) Um... I, I think the song is great. The intro is, like, really wacky. Um, this, I think, is... Uh, so I I think I had... This is the first song I heard on this album um, because I, ha- I heard Black Metal first as well. And for some reason, when I first heard Welcome to Hell, this was the first one I heard, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> um, but th- this is... Yeah, it's just another song about loving loose women, so I obviously love it. Um, it's just, <laughs> like... Uh, fun awesome rock and roll song it's got a great riff in it um and i think it's just like a fun ending um i feel like i mean in league with satan probably would have been a really strong ending because like you know like jim was saying like that's just like okay congratulations this is black metal yeah. Um, but uh i mean yeah red light fever is a great way to be like huh? we'll end with a fun one a nice
2: jaunt and jim yeah, this is a great song. I mean, you know, working women of the night. I mean, you can't go wrong. I mean, this is <laughs> this is like, it's kind of, you know, so the lyrics in it are, are great. And uh, no, it's got kind of yeah that funky intro, and then the screams rip in. This has got that foggy guitar again. But it, I, you know, they, you're right. This should have probably came in like a song ten, and in league with Satan, should have bookended it with like. Being a massive, you know, it's like that was. You're kind of hit the climax of the album, probably the song before, and you know, and I mean, it it spawned so much in the black metal generation, and then you just kind of have this on as as definitely a fun track. I, you know, totally agree. I mean, but it's Mm. a great track, and I love it. It just it shows their, you know, their writing. They're writing about you know, we've got something about drugs on here, something about Satan. We've got, you know, a couple of love songs like this. I'm <laughs> I'm feeling really good by the end of this album. I mean I've, <laughs> I've taken a journey and I feel really good.
0: Yeah, it's fantastic.
1: <laughs> and he says the B word a lot in there, I guess. Uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, it's kind of cool too, yeah, how he does <laughs> it. He ends off the like the lyric with, with that. And I, I think it's kind of catchy. <laughs>
0: he's just such a funny wacky weirdo
2: but you know what it's it's good to say too that remember the so you then you had the possessed album on like the pmrc's filthy 15 possessed was on there for a cult you know because i think they had two like all of them were sex orientated like the ones that they were trying to ban you know and then and then you had some with uh, i think you had uh, the one off of black sabbath there, born again for trash which would have been a you know, would, would, would have been substance abuse. And then you had this one and um, I think a Merciful Fate song for a cult. So it's kind of neat that the, you know, the American government was trying to protect everybody uh, from, from some <laughs> of these songs. But anyways, it's just, I can't believe they, they went off the Possessed album and, you know, there's so much other stuff out there. Like, right? <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> That's I you know think. Tipper Gore is an idiot, but like, I'm sitting there <laughs> going like, did she just, did she just like stop i mean i know you couldn't you know we didn't have uh uh you know did she just go and buy the first one she saw like i just where the hell did she just get this one song from <laughs> there's so much better material to
0: <laughs> there's so much more to hate it's so good
2: yeah it is
1: <laughs> okay so that's the album now we're gonna rate it uh jim what would you give it a 10
2: 10 out of 10 if there was 11 out of 10 I'm sorry. I know Blake's always laughing at me because I give tens out like, you know, cookies, <laughs> but it's a 10 out of 10. And, uh, you know, and Stacia gives out cookies. So I, I can't wait to hear her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Stacia, what would you give it at a 10?
0: This is a hundred percent a ten out of ten for me. Um, I mean, yeah. again, like when when we did our top fifty, uh, like my number one album of all time was Black Metal by Venom. My number two album of all, of all time was Welcome to Hell by Venom, <laughs> uh, and I was like, I don't even care if this is ridiculous. It is literally just my truth. Um, this this album is just yeah, it's it's perfect. And uh, yeah, see, we've had a good time. We had great uh, romping adventures through this album.
1: Now, uh, which. Oh, yeah. I guess I'll, I'll, I'm not giving it a 10, sorry. I'm going to give it a 9.5. Classic. <laughs> okay. Uh, Classic, like, Did you, do you like this one better than black metal album or both the same or what Stacia?
0: I like oh. black metal just like 1% more, okay. um, but it's, it's tough. And honestly, like I'll go through, like, definitely if you asked me this, like last, no, not last year, but two years ago, I would have told you I liked welcome to hell more. If you asked me when I was in like grade 10 i liked black metal more like it uh it sort of depends sometimes it depends on the season too like uh welcome to hell is a total summer album for me black metal because it's a little bit darker is uh is a more of a like winter album for me Um, uh, but i feel like yeah i probably looking at like track to track probably yeah black metal
1: i would agree with that jim would you like this one or black metal better or both the same
2: I like them fairly close, but yeah, I, not to jump on the bandwagon here, but my favorite Venom song of all time is Countess Bathory. So, oh, I, yeah, that's you know, uh, my favorite. And I just, I love it. And when you did the Bathory podcast, you guys were debating like which, yeah! and you picked Countess Bathory. And I was like, yes, yeah, so did I, <laughs> yeah. so would I. So, that's my favorite. So, an inch more. I like black metal probably. This one yeah. a little more commercialized, though. I think this would be. Man, this 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 has got that could be, you can have this on the radio. I think it's that that good. I mean, maybe not poison, or but you know <laughs> some of the stuff on there for sure.
0: It is pretty accessible. I'd never thought yeah. about it until you were talking about it. But I was like, fuck, that's a honestly like it is a way more accessible album, and it, it has yeah. more hooks. Um, but yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, again, I, I it's got songs on there that like the people in my kitchen can listen to without going completely mad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, poison could have been on, except when they say that little bitch has got me poisoned. I guess they didn't say that. I could probably be on the radio, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe not the zipper part.
2: Yeah, yeah, the zipper part's a little incriminating.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, well, study every lyric. That's anyway, why I don't so understand that's... why
2: Tipper Gore didn't see that. I mean, you know, I right, gonna,
1: you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, so yeah, so that's the album. So we did that now. It's- like I said, it's the third album in a row we did from 1981, but we saved our top 10 list for this episode where we pick our top 10 albums from 1981 because we did something differently on the last two episodes. And I'm going to go first this time just because I have something to say after this. So then I can take a little break before I have to talk again. <laughs> so okay. I'm going to my top 10 albums of 1981 and I'm going to start at number 10. And hopefully too many people aren't upset by this, but I got Def Leppard's High and Dry as my number 10. Nice.
2: I like Def Leppard. <laughs> that that record's awesome. And mm-hmm. his, it might be in mine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I like the song, Let It Go and Bring It On The Heartbreak. It's a ballad thing, but it's a pretty good song. And yeah, it's Def Leppard. I liked Def Leppard back then. Anyway, number nine, I got Girl School and their album Hit and Run, probably mostly just because, you know, they're one of the first female metal bands. So I wanted to get them in here. Number eight, I got Canada's Anvil and their debut album, Hard and Heavy. Nice. Number seven, I got Saxon with Denim and Leather. Number six is our last episode, Ozzy's Diary of a Madman. Number five, I have Judas Priest's Point of Entry. Mm-hmm. Number four, I had Motley Crue with Too Fast for Love, because I like the first two Motley Crue albums. I know Jim likes Dr. Feel Good the best. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and uh number <laughs> and number number three, I got another Canadian band. I got this maybe not metal, but it's close to it anyway. Triumph with their album Allied Forces. Because I love that album. Number two, I got this album, Venom. Welcome to Hell. And so my number one album, 1981, you can probably guess, is Iron Maiden's Killers. <laughs> and I'll let Jim go next with your 10.
2: Yeah, we had a couple that were duplicate there. Quite a few, actually. But anyways, uh, my number 10 is Hard and Heavy from Anvil. I mean, that's uh, that's my favorite Anvil album, probably tied with Metal on Metal. Number yeah. nine is Too Fast for Love, Motley Crue. I agree. like That's their, as far as I'm concerned, the first two albums, I even like the 94 with John Karabi. I think that was a better album than all the other crap they've been putting out. So, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, but Motley Crue is just, you know, they've, they've become a joke. Uh, you know, I really like that. If they kept John Karabi as the lead singer. I think they would have come out and probably done a lot better. Uh, number eight, Point of Entry, Judas Priest, legendary album. I mean, Desert Plains heading out to the highway. Great, great track. Mm -hmm. Number seven, High and Dry, Def Leppard. Def Leppard, one of the first albums I got would have been Judas Priest, but I think one of the first albums I actually got on purpose was probably Pyromania. And I mean, went back and got High and Dry and On Through the Night. That's Def Leppard. After Pyromania, Hysteria and all that commercial they went to commercials, so yeah, sorry. And even though I've bought a lot of their albums since then, hoping, but their last album had something like 18 tracks on it. It was bloated. Um, number six, I am a huge Tigers of Pantang. Yes! So Spellbound, love Tigers, love that album. And uh, I mean, Mirror and Gangland off that. Number five, Accept, Breaker. I mean, I'm a huge Accept fan. And that was a, a legendary album. Uh, I love that album. Number four would be Diary of a Madman, Ozzy. That's a another legendary album. Number three, Iron Maiden Killers. Only bows down to my number two, which is Mob Rules from Sabbath. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I love that album. And, uh, you know, I, I go back between that and, um, oh, God, and the other one I'm drawing a blank on here. Um, the other Dio Sabbath album, uh, Heaven and Hell. I keep going back and forth which one I like more. And number one is this album. And I picked this album because this is an important, like when I grade the albums, I grade it on how much I like the albums, obviously. But I also put in a little bit, a thought with what this album meant to the you know the movement of heavy metal and you know all these albums in my mind have something to that bring to it but Welcome to Hell spawned a whole generation and you know uh, and 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 Venom spawned a whole generation and a whole movement I mean a whole genre pretty much so mm-hmm. it's a very important album in 1981 and
0: that's it absolutely a part Anastasia. of our cultural heritage
2: that's right
0: okay um i i i know this isn't a rule but i had a a special mention so it would be like the nightcomers by holocaust would have been a number 11 because i just had a really hard time with this because i really (laughs) like 1981 um so uh number 10 denim and leather by saxon probably Uh, still in my car right now um number nine special forces alice cooper number eight fire down under by riot i riot. Think, like nobody ever talks about ryan they're great um oh, number seven night of the demon by demon they're great um jim i don't know if you're like super familiar but if you like tigers of pantang you'd probably like them similar yeah. like solid sound um nice. <laughs> and number six mob rules sabbath number five spellbound tigers of pantang nice yeah right. <laughs> number four hit and run girl school
2: cool
0: number three point of entry by judas priest number two killers iron maiden and shocker my number one is welcome to hell by venom <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah i kind of figured that <laughs>
0: yeah who's who's surprised
2: <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> i kind of forgot i forgot about mob rules it might have made my list but i just forgot about it because <laughs> i don't know why i forgot about it because I'm actually writing up a, a year in review thing about 1981 and I have the mob rules on it. And then, but then when I made my list, I didn't think they, it didn't pop into my head for some yeah. reason. But anyway, <laughs> See like 1981, like we had a lot of repeats here with the three of us. Oh yeah. There's, there's lots of great albums, but there wasn't a whole bunch of, like there was a lot of albums still, but it's not like nowadays where you have not-
0: crazy like so, i have yeah. looked up uh, like 1984 1985 and it is impossible to narrow it down the thing that was hard for me is like there's uh so albums like uh like bands like medieval steel tigers of panting riot um uh demon all of those bands like this was a really big year for bands like that um uh, but then it's like you know you've got like alice cooper and you know motley crew putting out stuff um which i also love but like it's it's just like all over the damn map um so that was, as much as it wasn't a ton of albums, it's kind of like, you know, are you feeling more like Maiden, Sabbath, Venom? Are you feeling more like yeah. Tigers of Panting Riot, Demon? Are you feeling more like Glammy? Like, are you feeling more Alice Cooper? Model? So it's just like, man, I really got to, I got to like narrow it down to genres.
2: Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. So I just wanted to say we're almost done here, but. As I did say earlier, this is our last episode before Christmas, and we will have one more episode before the end of the year, and that one is a little bit different than this episode because that will be, I'm going to have Billy and another guest on discussing one of the Trans-Siberian Orchestra <laughs> Christmas albums.
2: <Nice. laughs> so A little bit nice. different
1: than Venom. <laughs> little bit different vocal uh lyric quality in there not quality but lyric content i mean in there oh <laughs> yeah so that'll be the next episode which will be december 27th after yeah after christmas and then the first episode of 2024 will be a recap of the year in metal of 2023 Now, if you checked out our website, make sure we've started to add our writers' top 15 albums of 2023. Jim's is on there right now. Stations will be on there eventually, next week, sometime probably. And then that's that's leading up to January 1st, where on their website you'll see our combined group's top 15 albums of the year. So check our website, themetalpit.org. So I want to thank Jim and Stasia for being with me on the Metal Pit website and guesting on a bunch of podcasts this year. You both did a great job every time you're on, and you do a great job on the website. So thank you.
0: Oh, awesome. thank We've... you so much, Blake. I mean, you facilitate all of it, so thank you.
2: Yeah, thanks, and I, I, I like being included. We're like the three amigos. This is awesome. Oh, totally, a
0: hundred percent.
2: Oh, totally, and it's hilarious. I, I, it, it's so funny, and I love coming up listening to the facts i mean it's just uh you guys have so many cool facts about this stuff and it's uh, a lot, so much fun <laughs> i
0: can't believe i actually get to put these to use like that's the thing they, <laughs> they rattle around in my head and i can't believe i get to use them
1: <laughs> that's right And, uh, yeah, we have a lot of great writers and a lot of great guests on the podcast. Everybody does a great job. So, yes, check us out everywhere. Check our previous podcast episodes out and everything. And so, yeah, so it's the last episode for Christmas. So I want to wish all our listeners a Merry Christmas or a Happy Holidays or if you don't celebrate Christmas, then have a happy december 25th (laughs) (laughs) and let's see and so i'll wish of course station and jim a merry christmas and all my contributors even though i'm sure i'll talk to you before christmas and say it again so you'll get sick of me saying it but anyway i appreciate everyone's contributions to the website this year whether it's big or small and we look forward to a great year in 2024 at the metal pit so thanks everybody for listening and we will talk to you next week goodbye
2: Bye.